Mayor of Kingstown came out yesterday, November 14th, highly anticipated show. Started filming in May, wrapped in October, so just a month of post-production. And it stars Hawkeye and Coach Taylor and their brothers. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't no, watched no, it. No, no, they, they, they are brothers, yeah. We also got Littlefinger in there. Mm-hmm, Aiden Gillen. So you got three big headliners right there, and then you have Diane Weist, who's an Academy Award winner as well as an Emmy winner. She was in things like Edward Scissorhands. She was in a lot of stuff back in the day. Now she's playing the mom, Miriam, and apparently there's a little bit of a fraudulent relationship between her and her kids, right? Yeah, and there's also another kid named Kyle, I believe. He's the brother of Mike and Mitch. Uh, Mitch is Kyle Chandler and Mike is Jeremy Renner. But the big thing is that Mitch kind of runs this town. Well, Mitch is the mayor of Kingstown. He's not actually the mayor mayor, though. He He was elected mayor. no, no. No, no, he wasn't. That, that, there's even a joke of that later on. No, the, Mitch is someone who just runs kind of everything. It's like the shield in the sense that uh, they kind of have like a hand in a ton of different pies, such as like gang leaders, jail, uh, all the places. But mostly that... this deals with prison systems. Right, yeah, exactly. Specifically, this fictional town, Kingstown, Michigan, which is based on a real town, Kingston, Ontario, in Canada. But they moved it to the U.S., I guess, for more viewers. Yeah, and even the first scene is Mike. He's teaching a kid to hit, like, tennis balls. And he even tells a kid to hit a tennis ball over the roof in a prison uh, system to, to, like, send a message or money to one of the people there. So, yeah, they, basically the whole entire thing is about just prisoners and, and who is So Mike is game. ingrained. He knows everything that's going on. He is the godfather of basically this land. Well, it was strange because they start off the title card with, like Mike says, I'm the mayor of uh, Kingstown. But then, again, <laughs> Wait, that's how the show starts. The show well, starts no, there, by introducing its title. Well, yeah, no, he said he says I'm the mayor of Kingstown, and then it goes. Can you imagine into if every TV intro. show does that? Like if if uh, well, Jamie shows me. up and he's like, "This is Scrubs." <laughs> well, it reminds me of kind of cinema sins when like ever anyone says the name of whatever film that they're in, and then he's like roll credits. I mean, that's exactly what happened here. So Jeremy Renner is the one who says it's mayor. I'm the mayor of Kingstown. Right. That's why I was so confused before the credits, before the intro. Jeremy Renner says that. Jeremy Renner says it. But wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Mike isn't the mayor of Kingstown, at least to start the show. Yeah, I mean, when we get back from the intro, it says two days earlier. Oh, okay, so that was all... (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, they give you the one-two on that. So let's talk a bit about the creators first. You got Taylor Sheridan and Hugh Dillon, and Hugh Dillon was actually under the tutelage of Taylor Sheridan. He was his acting coach uh, 10, 15 years ago. And he's working with him now? Well, yes. So you know a little bit about Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, I mean, he was from Sons of Anarchy. I think he was in it for like the first two seasons or so. His name was Captain America in that? No, what? <laughs> yeah, that was what Unser called him. <laughs> no, he was he was, he like, was like the all typical. No, American he was supposed child. to be like the younger Unser. It was like supposed to go harder on the Sons of Anarchy. But he was a cop. Yeah, I think his name was Agent Hale or something like that. David Hale? David yeah. Hale, yeah. And then and before that, he was Danny Boyd on Veronica Mars. He was basically an actor for a lot of years. Read through a lot of scripts in that time, like 10,000, and then transitioned over to becoming a screenwriter. He quit Sons of Anarchy when he was 40 years old, 20 years in the business, tells his wife, okay, I'm going to just write a script. He has no connections with script writers. You think he would. You think he would because of all the time that he spent, but no. He just writes something that he really likes. He hates exposition because think about it 10,000 scripts where he's sort of a character actor and not. So he's always introducing himself, basically, and everything that he comes in there with. And (laughs) he hates it, so he does the exact opposite. He writes this grim, gritty, 
thing that's called Sicario. Sicario, but he also writes three spec scripts. So Sicario was one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Followed by, and people who know his story know, know this already, Comancheria and Wind River. Comancheria becomes hell, in, hell or High Water. I was going to say, I hadn't heard of the second one. But nominated yeah. for Academy Awards. <laughs> of course. Sicario, huge success. This was a thematic trilogy that he had exploring the modern Wait, so American all, frontier. They're all supposed to be like in the same world? Yes. I and did not know that. Also, a ton of those people went on to be in other things he was in. So basically, he's like a Christopher Nolan type where once an actor is cast in like one of his roles, he usually keeps them around. Like Jeremy Renner was in Wind River. And most everyone that's in this show has shown up in what he af- did after these films were made. Which Yellowstone. Was Yellowstone, which is where we talked about him at first. Right. In this 1883 uh, prequel that he's making for Yellowstone. And so Kyle Chandler's supposed to be in the 1883 prequel? <laughs> no, no, but there's plenty of people from Yellowstone who've shown up in this. And then there's also this movie that he came out with this year called Those Who Wish Me Dead. And a ton of people from that have also shown oh, up. Oh, yeah, Aiden Gillen is supposed to be in that, right? <laughs> yes. And when River also had, I believe, Hugh Dillon. And also Yellowstone has Hugh Dillon, and Hugh Dillon is also playing a character <laughs> in this, in the, his oh, own show. Who, who? Does it does it say? Because that might have been Kyle, possibly. I think it's like Ian or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was curious, after all the successful stuff that he's had, Yellowstone is probably the biggest show on regular TV mm-hmm. right now. So everybody jumped on board. Jeremy Renner didn't even read the script of this. Really? He gets, he gets decided to accept it. Yes. And so I wanted to know how it was like conceived. Basically, Hugh Dillon grew up in Kingston, uh, Ontario, and he there were like nine prison facilities around him, all the way from minimum to maximum security. So he grew up basically seeing giant towers and stuff, and he wanted to write about the ecosystem and how like it fuels the economy. But at the same time, it's kind of weird because there's this dynamic where everybody knows someone who either works at the prison or who's in right, the prison. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's all these bad dudes who like... And so he wanted to get into that. And then... Sheridan, who was his acting coach, was like, yeah, absolutely. So after uh, this amount of time where he becomes famous and he's able to like conceive whatever show he wants to, he makes it with him. And so that's where we are. And the first episode, which I thought was the only episode getting released, ends with a giant twist. If you haven't seen the episode, log out now. But this, we're talking about the twist right off the bat. What happens at the end? Uh, well, it's about 40 minutes in and Kyle Chandler dies. Yeah, and it what was, did you think about that? It, it was it was very shocking. <laughs> I was I was like, what? Because what ends up happening is it's it's like um, No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. where it, it all takes place around like this cash, and and there are different people that are trying to get it. Kyle Chandler finally figures out where like uh, the cash is being hidden inside this uh, lock. So how does that connect to the prison, though? Well, early on in the episode, Mitch gets a visit from Vera, and Vera is married to Milo. Milo is Aiden Gillen, but he is this big, like, overarching They're all figure. criminals, right? Yeah, Milo's, like, the biggest of the big. Like, you do not want to mess with this guy at all. He so if he's, if, if Kyle Chandler is the mayor for, for now, then he would be, like, the president? Yeah, like, no, Milo is running this thing. He's in jail, but he he has, like, a... He, he's the kingpin. He, yeah, he's running it he's all from... He's the main guy. Again, guy. They, they don't show him at all except for one scene in the second episode. Like, that's how big this character is supposed to be. And are they at odds with each other? Have Has Kyle Chandler stepped on his toes somehow? No, not really. What Vera does is, like... Mitch kind of works for Milo in that sense. So Vera's like, what I need you to do is I need you to go to this forest. Uh, here's a map for it. And it should have around $200,000. I need you to bring it and put it in this safe. Okay. And, and so Mitch decides to go to Mike. And he's like, hey, I'm going to need your help with this. Uh, when they go out to the forest, they're able to find the $200,000. They bring it back. But um, 
on the other hand, we see that there's this one guy, at least someone calls him Alberto. He's like this big... I don't want to say he's a criminal. He's the for sure. villain, or like I, everybody's a villain, but he's like the villain of the villain. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, basically. Like, so Milo's the bad guy. Milo's but the bad guy. He's in charge of everything, so he's sort of like the foundational bad guy. He's he's the government. Right. And then and you so have this, this guy like, is side like, guy. Is this guy who wants to screw over the government or the other bad guy? Yes. <laughs> right. And so they get the cash, two hundred thousand dollars. They bring it back to this safe. Um, but that's Mike and Kyle's doing. Um, so when Mitch goes to get the so money, so Mitch isn't with them. Yeah, he, he tells them to go out and get the money. And, like, they, they follow the map. They're able to get the $200,000. And it's just in buried the in the ground. Yeah, it's, like, underneath this rock and everything. Again, they had a map for it. It, it was very discreet. And then when Mitch goes to get... Uh, to go to the safe to like crack it suddenly we see that alberto he's kind why of would the, he need to crack it if they put the money in there if his brothers put the money into it why would they just he tell was him going, the he was going to go get code. the money yes but why wouldn't he have the passcode he did have the passcode. okay so he's he not trying to crack the case no no he just walks okay, in got and it, he's got going it, got to it. get it yeah. but we kind of have to rewind a little bit because alberto goes to the strip club and the reason he goes there is because vera works there again vera is the wife of milo and he even asked for like a lap dance goes into a separate room she like grinds on him it was very strange but what happens is is that he then leaves goes into his car and waits for vera to leave to go home when uh when she goes home he breaks into her house and she's not really surprised by it at all. Like, Why is she starts- working at a strip club? If this guy's such like uh, a big criminal, he would have enough money to like support his wife, right? Yeah, but she, I guess uh, she just likes she it. She just likes something. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But so he he just breaks in and and he starts like speaking and she's not really put off by him breaking in at all. But uh, what happened was he paid for like a lap dance and she said it's gonna be three songs and then he left after the first song. So in her in her house he was like, hey, I need two more songs and then she's like, okay, let me just uh, just wait a second. She pulled pulls out like a gun from a drawer to try and shoot him and then he kills her and as he's trying to rob the place he ends up finding out where like has he been screwed over in the past is that why he's like trying to get milo's money or is he just like i'm gonna be no he well he found the map when he was robbing the place so he was like oh okay there's this money here so then did he not realize that vera was like married oh no he yeah he was out of his league in in that sense where it's like he doesn't know he just he was a a petty criminal who kind of stumbled into a bigger right exactly so when mitch goes to the locker where the money is at alberto pulls out the gun and is and is like so alberto confronts mitch mitch who is already the number two guy kind of to milo right and And what happens there he opens the safe pulls out the money and then why uh, why does he do that like if there's a guy with a gun on you why why would you even do it no because mitch even said i'm not going to die for my own money i'm going to be damned if i die for someone else's okay so he's trying to like reason with the dude right okay sure right so sure 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 so right after right after he gives him the money that's when alberto is like is fuck you basically shoots (laughs) him there's the twist so what do lost the shield z nation and kingstown have in common they kill off the character in the first episode so kyle chandler was cast late in this but he is on the imdb page for 10 episodes so it's funny a lot of people didn't like the fact that they were billed that okay because in the promos yeah. and stuff kyle chandler's sort of a big deal he's probably one of the most popular actors in television so killing him off right at the start it, it kind of kills off a little momentum from your show I, i'd assume it was shocking and, and i had to give the show props for like actually pulling that off but yeah i wanted to see well, I mean, kyle Chan- i want to sheridan's see- vibe isn't it doesn't he just kill off a lot of main characters a lot of the time 
some of the time. I haven't seen Yellowstone, so I don't really know for sure. But I still want to but see. But with Sicario, Ty- that's a very violent movie, right? Oh yeah, in- incredibly. Mm-hmm. But like, still with a TV show, it's kind of different. I want to see Kyle Chandler and more of it. He plays like a likable character. That's the thing. They like make him really likable, and then when he dies, you're supposed to be really sad. That's why the last twenty minutes or so are kind of just about like revenge and everything. They even find Alberto and Jeremy Renner so speaks to the team before they crack into his apartment. You haven't like, given me much about Jeremy Renner or Mike's character. Like, what's his backstory? Well, he is an ex convict and he's trying to like put his life in on the right track he even talks to his brother kyle about but is he really because i've heard that there's like no good guys in this show well i think kyle chandler was a good guy for the most part they all have their little edge to it but he's someone who wants to move to wyoming because he talks for, for like two episodes about trying to like attend this cooking class that once you graduate it has like a hundred percent job approval like you're going to be able to find a job easily mm-hmm. but that's well like, a felon would have to worry about that kind of issue right and so that's like the one place that he wants to continually go to and he always brings it up it's to just who? <laughs> to, to kyle he even brings it up to bunny bunny is someone who is he's like the king of his block i guess like he has his own gang he's Toby like some, Bam right he's someone who's even like go get me like a, a slurpee down at qt he can just like kind of direct anything okay so he's he's just talking about like where he wants to go then his brother dies and then what happens for his character well he falls that? into a deep state of depression no, well you saw <laughs> vindication like is he going after people is he going to become a vigilante no again type? once they kill off alberto like because again he oh spoke, they do kill off yeah alberto. he spoke to the swat team right before they were about to break into their apartment and he's like i do not want this guy alive like he should not rot and they're so like he we're has gonna a connection to the police right it's one of those things where they're like okay alberto pick up the gun and then he tries to pick up the gun at a different angle and they're like no the handle and then they're like aim it up at the ceiling now slowly bring it towards me and as he does so like this watching just completely kills him um there's also it's good when someone is completely killed in the show like they definitely tried to make it clear with kyle chandler's character they kept on going back to his body from whatever oh yeah no just to make it so that people are like he's definitely dead there's not going to be a a and even in the yeah even in the second episode he uh jeremy renner is still at the place where the crime scene was taken and even though kyle chandler's body isn't there his like brains on the safe that were sprayed once he got shot with the bullet that's why the 10 episodes on on imdb Oh, <laughs> but so now I should ask you, what did you think of it at total? Like as a whole, what would you give this show? Because this is a show that was supposed to be this big, big, yeah, big it, thing. It was billed as such. I remember being really excited when I saw the commercials for it. Are you still? I mean, I wouldn't hate seeing another episode, but you kill off like Kyle Chandler and it seemed like the second episode didn't really have a lot of, of stuff going for it. It's, it's, it's weird. How does it's the like, second episode end? The second episode ends with Jeremy Renner. Um, he is with this family because this one guy killed this younger girl at this bus stop. We don't see that at all. We get this all through exposition, which is a little weird because you were just talking about the Tyler Sheridan thing a couple minutes earlier. But what happens is he's hired by the family to be there as their son or brother or whoever gets lethally injected. And that's kind of the full second episode. It's weird. It has like a wait, week, wait, case wait, by wait, week wait. story and then it has oh, like yeah. the overall story. Okay, so the Hollywood Reporter did say it was too procedural, so it did feel like it was a case by week. So in this second episode, after they've already killed Alberto, they spend the entire episode just having Mike go to a prison and watch someone die? Well, there's also different type of things that take place. Like, there's even a a part in the episode where... Mike is trying, like, is at heads with Bunny. There's this letter that apparently is very incriminating that keeps on kind of being brought up throughout the What's show. What's the point? 
at this point, I don't know what this show is really trying to say. Okay. Like, it kind of so feels again, like it's a little bit lost in translation. Do you think that it will get there? Do you think it has potential? Or do you think that this is just like... I think it has potential. They're setting things up to, that I think are going to be big in the future. But it also seems like you know that by the end of this season, Mike is going to attend the cooking class. I can guarantee you by the season finale, the last shot, it's going to be him so at the cooking class or something. And <laughs> like, happily. After all the deep, depressing stuff that's happened Every so far. single person that Mike talks to says, you're going to end up the same way as your brother, dead. But I don't think that's going to happen. Definitely not for the first season. You're seeing the silver lining. Yeah, and, and I know that Yellowstone kind of had a rough start, too. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same way here. I'd probably give overall the show, like, a six. It has potential. But I guess you see a little bit, like, more stuff actually going on. Two characters I want to talk about. Miriam's yeah. character, because you haven't talked about her at all. Yeah, that's a mom, right? Weeds, Animal Kingdom, Outrageous Fortune, they always have, like, a mom's character that's kind of like uh, very controlling but also loves her kids and this it doesn't seem that she loves her kids no it's very strange because we i only think that we ever see miriam speak to mitch or mike in the first in the two episodes that were given we only see her speak to kyle and kyle is the younger brother yeah he's the younger brother and that's just for the quick scene where he has to go meet uh mike to go get the money how difficult do you think on set it was for kyle to hear Kyle Chandler to hear Kyle being called all the time and then not turn his head. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was, it was probably very strange. But the thing is, is that Miriam, she just works at this prison facility. Like one of the prisons, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, and she's a teacher and she educates the people, usually on history. It's like, a, it's a room She wants growth. to distance herself from her kids from what it sounded like. Right, yeah. Even when someone comes up to uh, her because she knows that who her kids are, she's like, don't mention my kids at all. But she does actually talk to Mike in the, uh, at the end of the first episode because she's another person who tells him you're going to end up like your brother if you continually go on this lifestyle type thing Mm -hmm. and ends who's that i think that ends is someone who is going to be kind of jeremy renner's uh, assassin or someone who's going to try to assassinate him uh, milo i think recruits her if i'm thinking of the right character so milo is now upset with the f- yeah what happened okay so what happened was once they got alberto the police got the money that milo wanted so it's in police custody now so someone even goes up to jeremy renner at the end of the first episode and is like it's not gonna be good for you if you can't get that money back and then jeremy renner just snaps and like starts beating his head against like the bar he starts pushing him and even pulls his gun out and is like look i lost my brother and all this other stuff so like i really don't care about my Milo right now get him out of my face Milo hears about that and I think that ends as someone who is supposed to like travel to Michigan and probably try and kill Jeremy Renner or come to some type of compromise do you think Aiden Gillen just loves doing this type of stuff because he's done love hate the wire kin like he all these different and then uh it's almost a gangs of London type show well yeah and also I think that Aiden Gillen he only plays villains he's good at it but in the wire I don't think he was a straight villain well, I think in Sing Street is the only thing that I can think of as, like, where he was a good character. I've seen him play good characters before. He's done plenty of them. Yeah. I, I think it's 50-50 split for him. I know that a lot of characters that are on Game of Thrones play, like, it's supposed to be high-profile prison inmates. I think in Kick-Ass 2, the guy who played uh, Daenerys, like, uh, who was the bodyguard of Daenerys? Jorah? Yeah, Jarrell. Like or he whatever. played, he he played someone who's he played someone in Kick Ass Two who was supposed to be a big villain for the next movie and was supposed to show like Red Miss, who was the motherfucker by that point, just the like supposed to be very villainous. 
So it doesn't sound like it left off on too big of a cliffhanger in the second episode. Not at least as big as the first one. Yeah, no, not really. Because the first, I mean, it makes sense when you look back at the intro scene as to why. Do you think releasing two episodes was a good idea? Why not just release the one episode? I don't know. The first episode ends with Mike kind of showing that he's going to film Mitch's shoes. And I think that that's a fine way to leave where you're going to have to I feel like too many series feel like, okay, well, because other ones are putting out three, four sometimes. We have to, yeah, put out more. We have to match it. How, How many episodes is it supposed to be? Ten, eight? This is supposed to be 10. Yeah, they really could then by that point just left out the first episode. Okay, so nothing specifically that you needed to see in the... As far as other reviews are concerned, Rolling Stones gave it two and a half stars, calling it formulaic. The decider said, skip it. It's confusing and a depressing mess. It's got a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? A 7 on IMDb, however, but that's not with too many reviews. And uh, it was actually filmed, as I said, in the Ontario Kingston area. So I still don't know why they just didn't base it in Canada, except for the fact that the U.S. prison system is worse off than the Canadian one is. Brantford, Kingston, Canada, Kingston Penitentiary. And that got me thinking, other shows that dealt with prison systems. So we got Prison Break, Wentworth, Orange is the New Black, Making a Murderer, and Oz. I wanted to know whether or not you could guess which ones were actually filmed in prisons because this one Oz, i know for sure oz had okay so the prison that this was filmed in actually closed in 2013 and it was a maximum security facility that became functional in the 1800s so it had existed for a long time in kingston prison break i remembered from when i originally watched it the first season at least was filmed in an actual prison that closed in 2002 joliet correctional center in illinois uh, the other ones that we've done in this show that you might be aware of, Wentworth, is that was that filmed in a prison? Uh, I think it was, right? No, it was no? not. And you okay. could definitely tell if you were watching it because, <laughs> or at least they don't look anything like in Australia uh, what they would look like here in prison mm. systems. Um, Orange is the New Black. That, that one's going to be difficult. I, I want to say yes to all these, but I'll, I'll say no to that one. Uh, well, sort of, you're right, but Rockland Children's Psychiatric Center. Oh, okay. So it huh. used to be a kids shrink place that if you look at the reviews very scary oh, in no. the 60s um and then making a murder well i mean yeah obviously <laughs> oh that's an easy one and then oz you said was definitely yes. filmed in a prison and it was not it was not no. I, i've it heard it was filmed in a cracker factory isn't that supposed to be one of the most it was like filmed grim in a cracker factory I... <laughs> like from nabisco and oreos so how did they make a prison system out of that? Did they just build rooms or something? I didn't watch the show, but I know that from pictures, it looks like they added bars and stuff. <laughs> Either that or they were really, really protective of the formulas that they were using. <laughs> yeah, so those are the prisons that... So when you're going to make a prison show, you got to find some empty facility, and it can either be somewhere where people were locked up or somewhere where people were making treats honestly the prison angle even though it is kind of it's definitely in the show didn't seem to be as important like it seemed like they really wanted to focus on jeremy renner's character it is supposed to be about the characters right one thing that they focus on or taylor sheridan does but it just you said that one of the reviews i think it was rolling stone said that it was way too it doesn't make a lot of sense that it definitely feels convoluted in a lot of different ways yeah a lot of places reiterated that um, what do you think about the comparison to a show like Heels, which was a surprising hit, but it also dealt with that brother dynamic where one of them wanted to leave 
and there was uh, there was a little tension there. Well, heels, uh, at least from the pilot that I saw, it seemed like every scene led to one another. Like it actually like built up in intensity. Where here it was kind of, it was almost like again, No Country for Old Men, where it's like once Kyle Chandler dies, there's really nothing to it. It's just kind of it, it loses steam. It's like okay, yeah, well, when what? Kyle Chandler dies in No Country for Old Men. Well, no, was, I meant like it was really because when Josh Brolin, <laughs> no, I got you. Yeah, so in the same sense, it's like what what's the show trying to accomplish? It like, was it, really strange though when he showed up as a football coach. In there. Oh, you're talking. No. Yeah, I'm still making the country of old men. When Coach Taylor showed up and was started giving drills to these people, and they were just like, "What? What are you doing? We're a police force." I do want to see. He shows up in the most randomest things, like Wolf of Wall Street showed up for, for one Anatomy. scene. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Where they blew him up. How would you compare this to Grey's Anatomy if you had to? There's no comparison. All right. Okay. Um, a lot of pessimism in the reviews. I guess people were just disappointed, mostly, and so they said it was too uh, too sad. Well, when you saw the commercial, well, sad, eh. But when you saw the commercials for it, it seemed like it was going to be really grim, really action-packed, and you only get, like, a couple seconds of that, I'd say, every few scenes or so, but yeah. nothing too important. And if you take into account that we just watched Arcane, did the review for that with Haley Steinfeld, and now we've done the Jeremy Renner show... Well, Hawkeye is just around the corner, so we just have to find so, other shows that those co-actors are in, the the ones behind, besides them, and then we can have a, like a full regroup <laughs> and talk about them all. Because this this show, and also, well, actually, Arcane was filmed a few years ago, but this show was filmed very recently, so it was actually filmed probably after he did Hawkeye. Hawkeye, I think, started I was, yeah, filming I like was over a year ass. ago. Yeah, so but so he he probably finished Hawkeye and then was like, oh, I'm ready to do TV now. I wonder if Jeremy Renner is going to be. I mean, a he's TV been doing show Hawkeye version. for a while. You know what I want them to do is they want them to combine Hawkeye with that new show that John Cena is doing, the one in the completely uh, different DC universe. DC and Marvel. Do you know how much paperwork and like how big that? I mean, would do have the to paperwork, be? and then you can have those two fight each other because then you can have because Hawkeye is sort of like um a Rick Rick Fox is what I wanted to call him. Right. <laughs> but what was the name of the guy? <laughs> Joel Kinnaman. Oh, I was gonna say Rick Flag. Flag. Rick Flag. Yeah. 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 But uh, he, does, he doesn't act anything like Rick Flagg in, in, in Marvel. Hmm. I mean, you haven't seen enough of him yet to know that. I haven't seen enough of Hawkeye to know that? Yeah, I haven't seen enough of Hawkeye. 21 films and, and what, like a TV series? He's not in enough. every single one of them. I mean, he's in enough of them. Do you think Kyle Chandler should join the Marvel Universe? I don't know. He could not play a superhero. Why not? He'd have to play a side character because he's too old. He's like 50, oh. right? Well, I mean, how old is uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey Jr. started when he was like 40 or something, late 30s. He was box office poison for the longest time. All right. I think we're getting a little off topic. But <laughs> so for our final words about Mayor of Kingstown, you would recommend it or not? Yeah, it would depend on who I'm recommending it to. If Your you're, worst enemy. Well, no. Oh, okay. Not. So it's not like <laughs> no. It's not. if you would recommend it to your worst enemy, then it clearly would be a terrible show. Uh, yeah, I never said it was a terrible show. All right. It's just it doesn't get a lot done. Okay. What would it need to do like immediately to fix itself? It would need to really show Mike in a different light. I think that Mike is a little bit of a static character to be playing. Like too evil or like what? No, I mean there's definitely good in him. Like he again, too he, stupid. He no, not stupid. Just okay. he does like when I say the majority of this episode, and there, it's a long scene. Whenever they're lethally injecting the son, is just him like explaining. Is it like the lethal injection in the Carnage movie? Yeah, but it's even longer, and he actually dies from it. Yeah, <laughs> where he actually dies. How interesting if they incorporated Venom, if everything Jeremy Renner did 
he then had it. Yeah. How 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 about if they included? I'll, I'll give you two scenarios. One is if they do give him a bow and arrow to just start shooting people in this series. He has a bow and arrow. Yes. Yeah. They they, they, they they yeah they did. He they has... offered to give him coaching tips on it, and he said, "I think I got myself covered." <laughs> no, he tries to shoot a raccoon. Mm-hmm. Was Taylor Sheridan one of your favorite characters from Sons of Anarchy? No, but I thought he was going to be an evil villain at very first, and then it turns out now he's just kind of like an okay cop, like he's good. Yeah, he said something interesting in the interview that he did recently, or a few years ago, where he was talking about screenwriting, and he said that they were like, do you think that it's too busy in that field and that anybody's script would get lost? And he's like, nope, the work speaks for itself. If you make a good enough script, it'll, it'll get in the right hands. No, that reminds me a lot of the Stephen Conrad answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it just is weird, though, that like you have a side character who suddenly becomes like a huge director. when i figured out it was him who did like hell or, hell or high water and also yellowstone i was like wait, 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 wait. like i recognize this guy from somewhere <laughs> you know i saw his picture and i was like wait what <laughs> yeah that's still a pretty shocking story well thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one bye bye